Alright, so recently it's just been really weird behavior around me. So, well not recently, this is just period, but this is how. This is what's been on my heart lately. This is how I've been feeling. So, the thing is, I was feeling like God was leading me away from going to school. Like he was saying, just do what I tell you to do. You don't need school, you know? And... I was feeling like, you know, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just listen to God because I know this is God. I can feel that this is God. Excuse me, but like the longer I sit here waiting, the more impatient I become. Even though I'm waiting, I'm praying for patience and I'm... just doing my best to be as patient as possible the more I deal with this the more impatient I become because I'm just fighting so hard and going through so much for everybody around me and really what I've been picking up on lately is that you know or just the whole time really that like it's never what it looked like and a lot of people gonna believe a lot of stuff but it takes for you to really fight hard for the truth, get down to the bottom of everything and know what it is despite what it what they try and trick you into believing, despite all the effort they they put into making you forget who you are, who God is, and what you have found the truth to be. Despite all of that, you gotta remain, you know, confident in what you know and what you have what has been exposed to you. And this is what's so complicated because what you find is that it's so many different layers to these lies. Like, on the outside, it looked like, okay, this stuff don't even, ain't even possible. This stuff can't even happen. So when you already accepted that it is possible, because, I mean, can you not accept something that is happening? This is real. This is happening in your life. You're going to tell yourself it didn't happen? Like, it's not possible. Even when you want to tell yourself it didn't happen, it's happening still. So you can't deny it. So after you've accepted that these things happen, then there's a layer of how they're happening. Okay, so it's happening, but it's just, you know, everybody's doing it. It's not It's not a big deal. This is, you know, not no Illuminati stuff. It's not no witchcraft. It's not no demonic stuff. It's just, you know, everybody's everybody's in on this and you're just not or whatever they're calling it like they're keeping you behind a layer of deception where you can't pick up on completely everything that's going on around you so that they can maintain their innocence in all the dirt that they really are involved in how wicked they truly are and when you really start peeling back these layers and you really start getting real deep into what really is going on you find out people are real life satans out here they are satans spawns and they will tell you that prayer do not work. They will tell you that God is not real. They will tell you that, you know, you're supposed to be either worshiping these angels or worshiping all these other things instead of worshiping God himself. 
They will tell you anything to keep you away from God, keep you away from Jesus. And the more you fight for Jesus, the more they fight you. So you find yourself being traumatized, brutally beat, tortured, all this other stuff in order to be in the presence of God. This is what's so crazy to me, that this is what's going on, you know. And then you get around people who can, who call themselves Christians, being in church every Sunday, and they're the main ones you got to protect yourself against. I, I went to church, and everything happens for a reason, because this pastor wound up, you know, he sends me a, a encouraging scripture every single morning. He exposed something in the spirit to me that I saw. And it, it gave me insight on a lot of things that's going on in my life. So he helped in that manner. I was in Mexico and I was in a really tight jam. He sent me money. So everything happens for a reason. But I went inside this church and I found myself fighting the pastor mentally, spiritually fighting him. And I know that I'm in the presence of God. I know that this is really God that is descending above me. It has to be. Because as I stood in the presence of this pastor, he trembled. The Bible says that even the even demons know that God is the almighty power, that he exists, that he is real. And they tremble at the name of God. So how much more does he expect from you? So I was in denial. I said to myself, this pastor could be trembling for many reasons. I'm fighting so many demonic presences in the spirit. I know that this is God himself, but maybe he is trembling because he also feels the presence of this demon that is following me everywhere that I go. So I'm giving this pastor the benefit of the doubt. But as I sit in church trying to focus, trying to worship, trying to give God everything, I'm constantly being pulled away from God, not towards him. And then I'm fighting so many different things. And people are saying, that's the pastor that you're fighting. That's the pastor that you're fighting. And so it became redundant to even show up at church. It's like God had already told me this years ago that, you know, you don't have to be at church in order to have a relationship with me. You don't know where you stand with me as opposed to people who are in church every Sunday or all week. Because they only worship church, they only worship God, and they're only in church worshiping for other people. When you do it, you do it for me. And you actually try to apply, apply this word to your heart. That's what matters. That's always the only thing that's ever going to matter. You think that because you're not a church-going Christian, you smoke weed or you sin, you don't read your Bible every single day, or whatever reason you feel like you're not a good enough Christian for God. He loves the fact that you want that for real. If you want that for real, you are above a lot of people that you feel that you are beneath. And that's something that God showed me. And so I see it differently now. But I feel like I have to question different things I know now. Like I'm seeing that a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people who are in on TV, a lot of people who look like they are contributing to, you know, the satanic deception of masses, a lot of people who seems like they are pulling and dragging hundreds of thousands of millions of people's soul down the hill by the year. These people actually are not as bad as you think that they are. Because when you really realize that it's not about looking like you go to church or feeling like you're just a good Christian, but actually being one, it wouldn't matter what you look like you was doing. So a lot of these people who out here on a, in the media you find that they have 
access to the Father. Some of them have access to the Father. They are not perfect just like none of us are. A lot of them are super wrong. But they may be held to a higher standard because they have so many different eyes looking at them. and so much influence in this world. So yes, Satan is after their soul. And I'm not vouching for these people. I don't want to try and vouch for them. All I'm saying is that I've noticed that it doesn't matter. There's people who look like they are so much more wrong. They're so satanic. They're an Illuminati. They're in this cult and all this other stuff. And when it comes down to it, the fact of the matter is, if they truly were on the level that they are supposed to be with God, then yes, they would not be in the industry that they're in. They would not be where they are. They would not be doing the things that they're doing. But since we are not perfect and you still have to live your life, whatever, regardless of whatever decisions you make, what I'm saying is don't underestimate their relationship with God regardless. What I'm saying is, you know, it's probably very satanic regardless whether you are rich or poor. It's really, it's a lot of demons that we just don't understand and we're fighting every single day. And I hate to try and vouch for people with money because I'm not really necessarily vouching for them because I've had, I've had to, you know, this situation has exposed, you know, some, a, a big thing that, you know, a lot of people with money think that that matters more than relationship with God. They think that they can control everybody with money. They think that they are untouchable. Because they have money and they believe that they don't have to answer for certain things that they do because they have money. And to a certain extent, we make it true. The poor people make it true because we worship them because they have it. But the fact of the matter is, when God's going to use you, it won't matter if you had two cents to your name or two billion cents to your name. He's going to be able to use you regardless. And if he wants you to take down the richest person in the world and you just don't got a dime to your name, he's going to make it happen. And that's all to glorify his good name and show his power that you should never think that money can ever keep you away from consequences from God. Why would a piece of paper ever be able to save you from God almighty power? But that being said, you know, I see that he's using me in that way and he's exposing different things. But in the process, he's also showing me that. Even though it's different things and different tasks that I have to accomplish, I have to do in order to be close and and be who I need to be in him. He's showing me that he's taking me to a whole nother level. He's showing me a whole nother side of things. And it's a lot of Christians, it's a lot of people who he's anointed, a lot of favorite individuals that he is not even putting in the position that I'm in. And so the understanding that I've gained is that it does not matter whether you look like you're a good Christian or call yourself a Christian or whatever you call yourself, as long as your relationship with God, you know who you are, you know what that is, you know where you stand with him, and you not even that necessarily know where you stand with him. It's about your, your intentions in your heart. It's about the kind of person you're being. It's not about what it looks like. If anything, this has taught me that more than anything. So when I feel that I've, you know, discovered that, and there's so many different people who make me question that. So it's it's different things. So on one side, it's the Christians and anointed people that God has exposed to me. Excuse me. He has introduced me to. And I tend to want to, you know, associate with them more, obviously, because that's what the Bible tells you that you're supposed to do. And not only that, they're fighting for the same thing I'm fighting for, especially when I have to fight a lot of these different demons on the other side. So I appreciate them, you know, and I like to, I would like to associate with them, but obviously it's more about associating with God more than ever idolizing any of these relationships with any so-called Christian. But regardless of any of that, there's the Christians and they have their opinions. And then there's the people who 
so-called don't want to acknowledge God or bow to God or, you know, claim that they are agents of darkness, tend to be agents of darkness, whatever it is that they're doing, you know, is those individuals, both sides, both sides tend to come into agreement on this one thing. And it seems to be that like, you can't be a real Christian or something if you agree with certain things. Like on this side, they're saying, if you're a real Christian, then why are you agreeing with certain things over here? Why are you still helping or trying to fight or see certain things about over here? And then over here on the Christian side, they feel the same way. Why are you over there trying to do certain things or help certain people or, you know, agreeing with certain things or seeing things a certain way? Your view is distorted and all these different things. But the fact of the matter is God has shown me that he's placed me on a whole nother level, a level that is I don't feel has existed before me. But I cannot speak for that. I want I don't want to lie. I just want to say that he's made me very unique and put me in a very unique position. And it feels that it's above almost everybody. And I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying that's what it that's what it feels like God has shown me. And by that, by that realization, that means that a lot of times when I'm doubting whatever I feel for whatever anybody else feel, maybe your opinion or your view of things is what has you in the position that you're in. And my opinion and my view of things is what has me in the position that I'm in. If God has me here. And he's exposing to me to see that you can still help people on this side in this way and still help people on that side in that way and not take sides but God's side. If he's telling me that's the right way to go, for me to adopt anybody else's mindset or anybody else's idea about that, I'm lowering myself from a position he's placed me in. And I'm not saying I'm better than you. What I'm saying is that I find I have to oftentimes fight to to get back to the position or the place he's put he's put me in and when it comes down to it how do I fight to get back to that position by knowing what he's already exposed to me being who he told me to be so it's not gonna always seem like he's telling me the same thing he's telling you even if we got a lot of the same things you know from him he might be telling me different things he might be showing me a different level of things and that's something I've noticed and it frustrates me though because it's like you don't want to get too cocky. You always want to show humility and realize that God can do this through anybody. He doesn't need you. You need him. So with that being said, it's like different people who I realized, like, you know, if I just took the time to explain this to them or if they actually wanted to be on this level, certain people could actually go to this level. But I just hate that a lot of times it feels like it's like a, you know, it's an opportunity to somehow, you know, so division and and God's you know church and I don't even like to call it church because it's like how is it the church when you don't accept everybody who's willing to accept God whatever they call themselves because that's where it starts and that's what it that's what counts but I also want to say that you know one thing that I feel like is so difficult is that a lot of people that are telling me like no you cannot deal with them because a lot of times they're hurting more than they're helping it's just not worth it you know it's always worth saving somebody. I don't say that they will ever, you know, disagree with that. I would just say that they, you know, don't agree with, you know, certain things I go through for people. And I almost wish that it could be different for me, too. 
almost wish that I could, you know, give up on people and not care and still, you know, be brought to the level or the place or the position that God is, you know, placing me in. But this is what he's leading me to do and go through. You know, I could let go of people. I could do things a certain way, but he would just place me on a lesser level. So it's necessary for me to go through these different things. Not that these people need to ever get comfortable believing that they're needed in a way where I won't be able to be who it is God intends for me to be without them. You know, it's just that the fact that I'm willing to do it, my heart and who and not being willing to give up on certain people, willing to go through whatever for certain people or willing to go through whatever in order to get, you know, people over to God, you know, willing to suffer for other people. That's something I feel that God has chosen me for. So I'm not saying that as a Christian, period, you're not going to be dealing with that. I realized that as a Christian period, you wanna it's about suffer suffering, being persecuted in the name of God. So I would never take that off any Christian's name. Any real Christian knows. And I don't even want to say real Christian like that. But anybody who's been persecuted in the name of God understands that. That's necessary. That's what's gonna come with it. You know, I feel like almost everybody, even if you're not necessarily choosing God, you know, just because you want to be a good person or if you want to do things a certain way, you don't want to have to go down a certain route, you're already, you're automatically going to have to be persecuted in God's name. Everything good is God. God is love. So if you want to do anything good or if you want to do anything out of love, you get persecuted for that reason. That's for That's being persecuted in the name of God. That's how I feel about it, even if you don't accept that. So, you know, I just noticed that, and I think that, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to distort anybody's view on anything. And I don't want to pull anybody away from any idea that they feel that they've come to the conclusion of. Know what you know, but also know God. You got to know God so he can confirm different things for you. I don't want to be jurisdicting different people's relationship. But I do want to say that it feels like this is already automatically, this should be known anyways. You're supposed to accept anybody and everybody like Jesus do, right? So why do we act like there are certain people who we cannot be associated with, you know, despite, you know, actually doing putting in the effort to get to know who they are? Because when it comes down to it, if God can save you, God can save anybody. You're not better than anybody. Nobody's better than anybody. Know them by their fruits, though. But also at the same time, be willing to put in the extra effort to save your brother or your sister. Do not sow division. Do not allow certain things to keep you away from efforts to save or help your brother or your sister. That's what it's about. But certain people just only go to a certain extent. They are only willing to suffer a certain amount or a certain extent for other people until they feel like, no, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to go through that. And I'm just not going to put myself in a position for nobody else. And therefore, God feels that he cannot call them to certain levels. You know, you you only go so far. When I'm calling you, you only go so far. And I want to speak for him. I just want to say that it feels like he's shown me that. But that being said, though, that doesn't make me better than anybody. It just means that, you know, that's the kind of heart that I have. That's how I'm built. But that I don't want to ever say that I just know for a fact it's always going to be like that because 
it oftentimes gets so overwhelming. People don't learn. It feels like you ne- you have to establish certain boundaries because, you know, yes, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But you still have to be here on this planet. You still have to be here on this earth with these individuals that's going to take full advantage of that. And, you know, it feels like you have to find a way to survive. You know, you don't want to be burnt out. You don't want to, you know, give them everything you got to. You don't even have anything left for yourself. You don't want to allow them to kill you. You don't want to let it kill you. So you got to start doing different things at a certain pace. You got to start pacing yourself. You can't be willing to do and exert yourself you know, way too much for everybody all the time. I've learned that in the process where I got to this place where I'm at now, where I'm able to kind of like, sort of like find a balance. I'm still finding that balance, but I'm sort of finding a balance. I remember at one point I was like, no, anybody and everybody all the time, I'm going to give my best and give my all for them. And Jesus was very proud of that. Absolutely. He definitely wanted that, but he must have known that I wouldn't have been able to keep that up because People are going to pull every last drop of you that you let them pull from you. They're never going to get tired of taking from you. Some people will never get tired of taking from you. And sometimes they'll be able to take everything from you before you they ever learn anything from you or, you know, decide to change, whatever. For you ever accomplish any type of change or breakthrough inside of them, they will have they will have squeezed you for everything that you got. So Sometimes you gotta you gotta establish those boundaries. You feel like, regardless of anything, though, it doesn't feel like it's changing. That this is the level that God's brought me to, and this is what I have to do. These are different things I have to do in order to maintain these different things. That being said, though, my story's still being written. My story's still being written. It feels like it's different people saying, you know, like, you know. I heard give up a million times, but I've blocked that out. I blocked that out. Like, I kind of ignore that. But I've recently started hearing, like, no, it's not what you think it is at all. Like, know what you know. Don't let them change your mind. You know, be who you are. Be confident in who you are. And don't never let them make you forget who you are. Keep fighting. Keep pushing. You know, they are so much more scared and intimidated by you than they want to let on, than they want you to see. And so I notice different conversations that are had throughout, you know, my days. It's like, yeah, they're making fun of a lot of different things that I'm not able to accomplish or they're making it seem as if I'm the loser or that I'm not going to make it or that, you know, things aren't looking well for me. Things are looking good for me. But throughout this process, I've also noticed that they've said multiple times, you don't understand the power that you have. You don't understand the power that you have. And yes, it's God's power. I'm a vessel. But obviously, they recognize that power inside of me. So it just takes for me to learn how to use it correctly to glorify God's kingdom. I understand the power that I have. I know it. But I wouldn't sit up here and say, I got all this power and not know how to use it. See, I feel that I've been holding off on my on the power that God has given me because... You know, if I use it in the wrong state of mind, I won't be any better than the people around me. If I'm not who I need to be, if I'm still so flawed and I'm still reacting in the wrong way or being 
pulled or lured into the wrong direction and do things the wrong way, then I'm obviously, you know, just just a vet, just being used by Satan, just like everybody else. I cannot have to be able to discern between these lies and deceptions of Satan before I start using my power. Because if I'm really that, if God has really made me, truly made me that powerful, then how, why would you think all, that Satan is taking me through all of this? Because he wants to be able to use me as a weapon. So I'm God's weapon. I got to be able to know how to use it. So if that takes being stepped on, kicked around, name dragged through the mud, and looking powerless, looking weak, treated like whatever, for however long it takes, I just got to do that then. I don't care how dumb I look. They're going to be laughing. That is what that is, you know. But I'd rather be laughed at than be out here trying to prove a point and hurting people, you know, and damaging God's good name just in order to feel, you know, in order to somehow, you know, cater to my pride or ego. I'm doing my best to let go of my pride and my ego. I'm doing my best to learn. And in the process, I've prayed so many different times, God, please don't allow me to use my power, you know, to hurt nobody. Don't let me be able to hurt nobody. Don't let Satan be able to use me and manipulate me so that I can hurt people with my power because that's all he's doing. I notice when it comes down to it, so many different distractions, people laughing at me, teasing me, different things going wrong, my energy being exerted way too much in so many different areas. I'm being tortured and so many different things going wrong on a daily. But when it comes down to it, it all triggers back down to the same thing as long as I remain focused on that fact is that Satan just wants to manipulate my emotions and lie to me and deceive me into using my power for the wrong things. He wants to get me upset about this. He wants to get me upset about that. He wants to get me mad at this person. He wants to make me beef with that person. He wants me to stop this from happening. He wants me to get in the way of that because he wants to be able to use me as a weapon. I can't let that happen. So I got to be whatever it is they say I am. So earlier today, I was in the kitchen cooking. I know I should be fasting. And a lot of times I feel that I'm being advised that fasting will minimize a lot of these different like lies and deceptions that I'm hearing. Like they're always lying and they're always manipulating me into being upset about something or doing everything in their power to torture my mind. And if only I were fasting, I would be able to hear it more clearly. I understand that that is just another deception. Yes, fasting absolutely helps. It absolutely does help. And it's made such a big difference in my life. But when I start fasting, they start like doing all kinds of crazy nonsense and doing things on such a a bigger level. And I'm not afraid of them, but it looks like that. Like I've had so many people tell me, Oh, it's not that hard. It's just a little bit. You can do it. And I know that after everything that I've gone through and everything that I, you know, I've seen, everything that I have to go through on a daily, you know, it just looks like that to you. It just looks like a little bit. You're going to do it. And then as soon as you, it seems like you out the way or you, you know, you out of sight, out of mind, they going to, you know, Put whatever it is you did back, throw somewhere on top of that, and then, you know, take me through hoops in order to somehow get back to that place, wherever it is that you exposed. So I'm fighting every single day on a daily, but I'm fighting so many different powers. And the messed up part about the money part is that they are able to 
control different people around me. So it's not that they have any real power with this money, but it's the power that you give them. You put power on money. So it's different people around me who are money hungry, greedy, and they worship money. So they come around, you know, waving money around, and these people are willing to sell their souls for it. I feel that I'm the only person around me who hasn't sold their soul for money. And this, this is my biggest issue. They don't have any real power without the people I love. They really don't. You know, if if the people that I love would just get out the way, that this situation would be over with. They use them, manipulate them so much, and they love the idea of feeling needed in that way and being able to sabotage something because it's not just about the money though i want to be honest it's also about their jealousy and hatred for wanting to see somebody that they knew be something bigger or greater than i've ever been they just don't ever want to see it happen for nobody when it come down to it it's just jealousy envy hatred and sabotage but that's Another part of God showing his power in order to glorify his good name. Because when it all comes down to it, they're not going to be able to stop anything. And they're going to have done everything in their power to have done, to do so. So it's not, it's not going to be an excuse for why you weren't able to accomplish whatever it is you set out to do. At the end of the day. Because you did everything, right? You took it overboard. You, you know... You push boundaries, you push limits, you did everything you ever could have possibly done in order to stop this, and it still happened. You cannot deny God's name by then. But, you know, regardless of anything, though, you know, that doesn't mean that in a process, like, I'm not still being hurt, I'm not still being tortured, which is why it's difficult for me. And I'm learning to obviously become the person that God is destined for me to be through whatever torture or torment I have to go through in this process. I'm learning not to respond. I'm learning to be patient. I'm learning to not depend on different people for, you know, love and depend on only God for it because it's no love out here. It's no love from nobody. You know, even the people that you feel that you're supposed to get love from, it's no love. You know, certain people do show love, but it's like not even... You know, they can't even show you a certain amount of love that you need because Satan has it blocked off. You know, he if he can block your access to the Father, then, yeah, he's blocking your access to other people who, you know, have God's love, want to show you love like God, you know. But it's difficult for me because I feel it don't have to be this way. And that the idea of me still having hope and things being better I think it's what tortures me the most because I'm still believing and hoping and knowing that God's going to make things better. It's not going to be this way forever. But each and every single day, it just stretches the days and makes them longer because if I had just maybe settled in my heart and settled in my mind, like, I don't know, I'm just going to adopt this attitude until whenever it happens. I don't want to go back to that because God has already broken that down inside of myself. And I see Satan trying to undo all that God is doing. So I'm not trying to adopt a mindset that's like, well, whenever it happens, it happens. I'm just going to be this person until then. No, I'm going to be this person until then. I'm not about to let Satan stop nothing. I'm not about to let my heart be hardened. And I'm not about to turn into the very individual that, you know, I've worked so hard not to become. 
And it's amazing how easy it seems. It feels like you can just turn into that person or become that person or start being that person. But how hard it is to be this person. It's amazing. But regardless, you know, I still choose this. This is who I am. I did it when I was a child. I had to do it when I was a child. And God is exposing different things about that too. Like, there's different things as a child I started to practice. Like, you know, not crying. And, you know, always feeling like I need to defend myself, being defensive, you know, being in survival mode, you know, being ready to fight, being willing to fight, you know, instead of let things go, instead of overlook things. This is stuff that I'm working so hard to tear down now. So it's all for a reason that God teaches you stuff. It's all for a reason God leads you away from stuff. And it feels so unfair because each and every single day, every day right now, I'm going through this, that I had to ignore stuff that I just, you know, learn to always respond to and always be on top of so that nobody think that they can play with you, you know. And for the very reasons that I adopted these different mindsets or started doing things that way, I'm not doing them now. And I'm fighting hard to unlearn this behavior and everything that I started doing it for is happening. Like, you start to become defensive and be ready to fight every single time because you know how to get somebody off your back and you got to let them know, I'm not the one to be played with. You know, I will fight you. You're not about to get away with certain things and people start to leave you alone. But now, you know, because I have to let it go, I have to let my guard down, I have to let certain people talk to me any kind of way and I have to unlearn this behavior that God told me from the jump not to start practicing because it's going to make you who you are. And I'm now having to unlearn it and have to start practicing what I should have been practicing from the jump. That's all come back to bite. And everything that it feel like I did it to avoid is happening. They are. They won't never leave me alone now. They do feel like it's okay to play with me. And it feels like because I'm not establishing certain boundaries, they don't have any respect for me. And that's one of the biggest issues. Well, it's not the biggest issue, but... It's one of, you know, it's something I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Definitely something I'm dealing with on a daily basis. But when it comes down to it, though, you know, he's exposed to me. It's a lot of different things I did do right. And that's all coming back and benefiting me now. You know, deciding to be a good person regardless. Deciding not to let things go too far. Deciding to only fight for things like that. That really matters. Waiting for the perfect opportunity to fight for things like that. That really matters. Like this. Like our souls going down to hell. You know. That stuff is all benefiting me now. But the other things. Like not being able to have somebody say something to me. Without feeling the need to respond. Being so defensive. And feeling like I need to show somebody. That I'm willing to fight. Or I got to somehow muster up some sort of pride and ego so people aren't laughing at me and feeling whatever kind of way or whatever. That's, that little, that small portion or that part of it is affecting this fight. It's hindering me. It's like a lot of times torturing me. It's what tortures me. And I hate that I have to say this again, but I get around white people. It's amazing. It's amazing because my whole life they always call me white girl. But I get around white people and the things I take so seriously or I'm, I'm so affected by. 
and not allow to drag me down and keep me from opportunities or keep me from being my best self. You know, keep me from putting that time and energy into things to better myself and, you know, really be on the next level so that I don't have no excuse for why I feel like somebody else was afforded a better life. These different things, they are just skating right past. I get around them and they like, oh, no, that doesn't bother me. And they let it go. They don't think about it again. They don't have the urge to fight. It's not an issue or obstacle for them. They floating right past it. And what I'm going to say, oh, it's because you white. It don't have nothing to do with you being white. It have everything to do with learned behavior. Everything to do with feeling like you have to do that to survive. And you could say, well, then that means that it has to do with you being white, but it don't. Because they sit up there and call me white girl regardless. But I get around white people and they floating past these issues that I'm tripping over. So how am I the white girl? It's not about color. It's about health, healthy relationships, healthy behaviors. It's about discipline. It's about, you know, love. It is about love. And I can say that a lot of times it does feel like it's, it contributes. A big contribution comes from the fact that they were happier. They were financially stable. Their parents probably stay together or got married. You know, they they got a full, happy, complete home, you know, or they just didn't face a lot of the racial issues or different things that we had to face growing up that made us so defensive. They didn't have to go through a lot of the struggles we had to go through that makes us so defensive all the time, feeling that we need to be this way. But we still have choices every single day, no matter how hard it is for who we decide to be. A lot of times we make these decisions based off pride and ego. And so I I can't say that they don't battle pride and ego. I just feel like a lot of the times the different things that trigger my pride and ego, it doesn't really trigger theirs. Like, for example, if I challenge you in a way, what you going to do about it? What you say? What you going to do about it? Who are you? Like, you know better. You know, saying stuff like that to somebody... Make you want to prove, like, you're not about to talk to me like that. You're not about to disrespect me like that. We can fight. I'm about to show you who I am. With them, it's like, you know, I'm not even going to entertain it. You know? And you think that, yeah, they, you know, they over there, I just punked them. I just I just made them look stupid. I, I know they burning up inside because I just talked to them like that. And it ain't bothering them. It's bothering me, though. I'm burning up inside every single time I got to let that go. I'm burning up inside every single time I got to overlook something you just said, provoking me because I know what I have to lose. But they skating right past it. They not thinking about it past five seconds. You you walked away feeling like you won something. You didn't win nothing. The only time you won something is that person feel like you won it. And so I'm still battling these different issues. I'm going through this. I'm not saying I want to be white. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think I got nothing to do with being white. I just think that, you know, of course it seems unfair. It does seem unfair. But I don't want to look at it that way no more. I don't want to feel like it's unfair because it is choices every single day. So it's only unfair if I allow it to be. And as long as I'm saying it's unfair, I'm just hindering myself. I'm really just telling myself it's okay. It's okay to make excuses for not doing the work and becoming who you want to be. I don't want to do that no more. 
no matter how hard it is. And it's very hard. So, that being said, you know, imagine how much of an issue or how much more difficult it seems to be when you have to unlearn all this behavior around the individuals you learn the behavior from or with. It's like y'all still here and now y'all laughing at me way more than y'all ever did. And y'all are feeling like this is just, y'all just eating this up, making it way much, way more difficult on me. Making sure y'all do everything y'all power to stretch it out to, you know, add insult to injury, to make sure you get that reaction, to make sure that, you know, you being extra difficult towards anything that I can ever use for progress, getting in the way of all the progress I could possibly make. You are just adding a hundred pounds to a burden making me happen to drag you around with everything and you got to be here for all of that too so like that's difficult that's very difficult when you're trying to learn discipline when you never had it and somebody's there you know reminding you you know every single second of every single day why you learn that behavior where you learned it from how hard it is to unlearn it but I guess that's more of a blessing when you actually do finally get to that finish line and make it over that threshold. That's what makes it all the more of a blessing. Because the whole time they sat there and tortured you and tried to keep you from this, or just in, even if they didn't care, they just enjoyed torturing you, the process of it, or they just enjoyed having that laugh. They loved it so much. The entire time, you know, it just showed you how to be strong. It built you up. And it made you such an exceptional human being that not only are you so far past something that it'll never be able to get you like that again. Now you can help other people get out of that once they're already in it and keep people from ever getting into it. Like you can help people like you can actually change a direction and create a whole new path or trail for someone just like you. Like you paving the way, you breaking down walls, you are building futures, building your future along with others or creating opportunity and building your future to build others' future. So it's it's torture, but it's worth it because just like when Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, he was thinking about each and every single last person who would be receiving eternal salvation and forgiveness for his one act of selflessness, though it was a big price to pay. That's what you think about. When you got to go through all of this suffering and torture, but you know how many people will be, you know, receiving opportunities if you succeed. So it's beautiful to me that despite how many people laugh at you or make it harder for you or don't appreciate you, it's still worth it. That's what I'm going through right now. That's what I'm realizing. It is difficult, though. And... I also want to talk about how difficult it is when it feels that God places different people in your path that feel like they're destined for your future or that they could be a part of your future. They're meant to be there and they are so reflective of your past. So, yes, iron sharpens iron, but, you know, just having to. Feeling like you have to. Overlook, not even overlook. But help someone else grow. It's not about. It's not even about not not wanting to help them grow, but just picking up 
picking up and putting on other people's burdens as well, accepting them as your own, being willing to, you know, suffer for them too, just like it's your own issues, you know. And even when they don't appreciate it or even when they feel like you look dumb, I would never do it for you. Or even when they're going to take you through a whole bunch of extra just because they know you're doing that. Regardless, like, just... Seeing that. But, you know, I'm still... I'm still a little conflicted. I've seen a future with certain individuals... You know, showing me that they will not be there. They cannot go. And I've seen so many different words from people of God saying, "When sometimes God take people of your life out of your life because they won't be able to make it to the next place with you. They're not going where you're going. They won't be there. And, you know, we know that Judas, he didn't make it to the other side with Jesus. He wasn't there on resurrection day. When Jesus came, when Jesus rose three days, Judas was gone. Judas had killed himself. So he wasn't make, he didn't make it on the other side with with Jesus. Sometimes these people do exist and they 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 made it all the way up to that point with you. But then they had to go. They had to be shed. Judas was still not the money back and then he betrayed Jesus over Jesus over for 30 shekels. Maybe these people do exist in my life. Maybe they do have to go. But I'm fighting so hard for these people, you know, because Jesus didn't, you know, after all that he knew Judas was capable of, after all he knew that Judas was doing, he still loved Judas. He still washed Judas's feet. He knew who Judas was, but he still allowed Judas around him. He let that play out how it's supposed to because he submitted to God's will. He let God do what he's supposed to do. Jesus could have avoided that. Jesus could have said, he's been stealing out the money bag, and now I'm finding out he's about to sell me over for 30 shekels. You know, I'm about to get rid of him. We about to ditch him in, a, you know, in this city. He not coming to the next one, or we he not about to be there, you know, for the last, you know, supper. But Jesus still ate with him. He still broke bread with him. He still washed his feet, and he let things play out how they were supposed to. Because people think that you are scary or fearful when you won't say nothing to him and you let them be around you. But you're really scary if you got to get them away from you because you're afraid of what will happen. Let God do it. That's showing no fear. You fear God. You know, when you got to be in control of something, when God already told you you got to handle, that's showing fear of other things. You fear God, you fear nothing else. But if you fear anything else, you don't fear God. So I'm just going to let this play out. It might look dumb. I may have to suffer. I might feel stupid. I might be tortured and I might got the right, the same person, the exact person who I would die for right here up under my nose. I'm breaking bread with them and they about to sell me over for 30 shekels. They already stealing out the money back. They been back during me. I'm going to still wash their feet. I'm going to still submit to God's will. I'm going to still let it play out because I trust God. I trust that no matter what I got to go through, it's all worth it for him. I trust that no matter where, whatever happens, I'm going to be okay in God. So I might be suffering. I might have to be tortured, whatever, persecuted in the name of God, but it's all worth it. And if I change anything now out of fear 
of what I had to go through or suffer through because of who God, because of because of who somebody else decides to be in this story, you know, I feel that that's a that's disappointing God. I'm not putting my full trust and faith in him. That's what I need to do. That's what I got to do. I'm not letting nobody torture me with that effect or idea no more. Oh, you got people around you playing you. All these people laughing in your face. All these people feel this way about you. They don't rock with you like that. You know, they will do this to you. They will do that to you. They doing this to you. They doing that to you. Okay. Thank you. You know, I know now. I guess it was meant for me to know. That's why you're telling me. But I'm not going to do nothing about it, no. And I don't care if you call me scary. I don't care if you call me stupid. And I don't care if you laugh in my face about it. I don't care if you agree with it. I don't care if you go along with it. I don't care how you feel about it. God going to handle it. I'm going to let God handle it. Because clearly he is. Because if these are the people that have been around me this whole time. This what they've been having on their heart. This what they've been wanting to do. Well, why all of a sudden they able to do it? They were never able to do it before. That's God showing you that nobody's getting away with anything. Everything's going according to his plan. Everything's going to manifest like he said it was. Five years ago when he showed me a future that I never could imagine myself being in, I had no idea these were the people that were around me. At least now I know. And imagine how I could have went the rest of my life, my whole life, if I had stayed away from God not knowing these were the people around me and this how they felt. This is something that they would have done. You know, these are the things that they were doing or attempting to do. If God wasn't protecting me, it's necessary that you get to God and you see what it is he got for you. Because you never know who's Judas around you. You never know. Even if you don't got nobody around you, you don't know about the different things around you that need to be exposed. Allow God to expose different things in your life. So that he can give you what you are destined to have, what you deserve to have, what what he feels that you are worth having, what you have never thought or imagined you could have. You know, get around him so you can have that because five years ago, I would have thought these are people who would have died for me. I would have thought that, you know, I would have never, you know, saw or or seen a day they, they behave in this manner or do anything like this. And... God exposing that now, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Like, it's people who going to die. It's possible that there's people who's going to die, never knowing that their worst enemy is right next to them, right up underneath them, right up underneath their nose every single day. What you think is better, not knowing or knowing? It come down to that. Because I seek truth, God is giving me truth. But if I wanted to live a lie, I guess I feel that that was better. Regardless, I will say there's been times where I felt like, yeah, I'd rather not have known this. But when God loves you and He got your back, He knows better than that. You wouldn't want. You need to know this. This something that has happened. You know, your life was in danger the whole time, and you thought they was for you. So. I love God for everything he's doing in my life right now. Everything he's giving me and everything he's taking away. But I don't want to make it so reflective of the people around me. Because when God say to be a friend of his is to be an enemy of this world. And to be a friend of this world is to be an enemy of his. He means it. 
So if I'm so focused on the people around me, different things he's taking away from me, I'm so worried about this world. I'm still in this world. I have to come out of this world. I can't be worried about these people. I can't be worried about these things. I'm practicing. I'm fighting. They're going to do what they do. They're going to be who they are. And it's, I'm going to have to suffer and I'm going to have to feel my way through. I'm going to have to go through different things. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to get better. But at least I'm on a path to that. You know, at least I will be better. And I think the best, the highlight of my day is I saw a post that said, I am in competition with who I was yesterday. Nobody else. Nothing else. As long as I'm better than the person I was yesterday or better than the person I was last year, that's all that matters. Then I took a reflection. I had a flashback of who I was last year. And though the progress may not seem like what I wanted to be or what it could be for me, it's still progress. I'm not the person I was last year. I'm not the person I was the year before that. I'm not the person I was five years ago. So imagine what it'll look like in the next five years. And now I'm reminded of all those different times where I found myself in different environments and they always ask you, where you see yourself in the next five or ten years? And you always feel the urge to say, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? What would I, like, I don't know. I don't know where I see myself in the next five years. Hopefully, you know, doing this or hopefully doing that. Then you want to make up something. And you want to just dream something that you can see yourself doing the next five years. Even if you over-exaggerate it. Just so, you know, you can have hopeful. You can be hopeful. Whatever reason. Now, I'm seeing it on a whole different level now. Five years ago, I could never see myself here. Ever. And I don't care if I just over-exaggerated my goals and made up anything in the world I could have made up. I could have never made this up. So... Imagine what the next five years look like for me. And then the next five years after that. So on and so forth. And I also want to mention that about five years ago, God said to me, this time next year, things are going to be different. And he kept saying that year after year after year. And now I'm getting that every year. I'm so blessed to be alive. I'm so blessed for the, for everything God has done in my life. I'm blessed regardless of the stress and the Judases around me. You know, it's not always just one. Sometimes everybody. You know, Jesus sat there, you know, being lied on and beat for nothing. And everybody around him was gone. He didn't have nobody. Nobody was there. You know, except Mary, his mother, Mary Magdalene, and his brother. But that's, they wasn't even there the whole time. They couldn't be. So God was, though. God never left his side. So I know I always have God regardless. And I can never let nobody tell me what's going on in my life, regardless of what it seemed like or how confused I might be on that day. I always have God. And this ain't. This fight that I'm in, who I am, what journey or direction I'm going in, it's nothing but God. It's nothing but God. I would never let nobody say it's anything else. I'm not fighting this hard every single day and praying this hard for any credit to be given to Satan. He don't get the credit for this. This is God, you know. 
But maybe I need to recognize that in others as well, though. Because I don't want to give the credit to Satan for other people either. It's all God. If it's all God, it's all God. Period. Like, it is what it is. It's just difficult to see that when you see how much Satan can use people. But you too. You don't want to feel like you better or exempt. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. You know? But I'm fighting it every single day. And I'm trying to keep a sober mind. And I'm just seeing, like, it's levels to it. It's really levels to it. But I'm not going to let anybody discourage me or take me off the path of God. Because it matters.